Hello, amazing you. <laughs> it's me, Alora. And I am recording this for you because it's January 2024. Can you believe it? A new year in the Gregorian calendar. And I feel inspired to talk to you about looking at your environment and setting it up for an even more amazing, calm, easy, beautiful year to give you relief to help you cultivate creativity, to help your intuition be more apparent and obvious in your life. And I'm going to talk about some observations I've made about the natural world and our modern indoor worlds. So don't get me wrong. I love <laughs> my bed and I love, I love technology and I love having lights and heat and all of those things. And I'm, I'm always used to joke that I'm an indoor cat. All my hobbies are pretty much indoor hobbies from theater to improv to um, like personal growth stuff, like to English literature. So I am often indoors. I'm often inside of a building. A lot of my work is, is doing stuff inside, but here's the thing. And, and I'm not, a, I mean, I will go camping, but I'm not a natural, look, look, I don't camp all the time. <laughs> I don't camp all, well, I don't really camp. <laughs> I have been known to go camping, but I'm not like a natural person whose first thought is to go outside. I have to remind myself to take walks. I have to remind myself. And it's not that I'm trying to hide from the outdoors. Again, my natural hobbies are to grab a book, to read a book, to listen to a podcast, to write to go inside of a theater and to do performing arts. So one of the things that I've looked at in terms of our nervous system and the natural world is this. Things in the natural world are on the move. There is, if you're outdoors, there's movement. There's movement of sound. So babbling brooks or the wind going through the trees there's, and it's not just a constant sound, it's random. It's random, complicated pattern sounds. So if you listen to a tree, it's, it doesn't have a steady rhythm, okay? It has random natural rhythms. There's also randomness of visual things. So the clouds are going across the sky, so the light's changing. The, uh, the trees are moving, so there's visual stuff there. The, the grasses are moving. There's visual changes, and again, they're not constant changes. They're random, complicated pattern changes. The way that the sunlight comes through the trees is a very beautiful, complicated, random pattern. So you've got randomness in sound, and you've got randomness in visuals. Then you also have randomness in your body sensations, so if you're taking a walk, the ground is uneven. So it's not a steady feeling underneath your feet. The wind moves. The Again, when the sun goes behind the clouds, the temperature changes. And anything that you would sit on or lean against would have a different, uh, different feeling to it. The bark of a tree. So, and again, they're, they are random. It's not like, oh, every third tree is a smooth tree and every fourth tree is a bumpy tree. There's this randomness in it. And so we've got sound, 
we've got visual, we've got the body. But then there's also energy. So, or vibration. So every single movement of a leaf on a tree has a specific frequency. Sound has frequency. And so all the sounds in nature, and they've even done studies that said, why did the birds sing so early? And they have done studies to say that the frequency of the bird sounds, the song of the birds, is what encourages the plants to open. It's amazing when you start looking at the frequencies of nature and how they interplay with each other. So frequencies also elicit emotions. So if you have are listening to music that is recorded and the the instruments are tuned into like a high beautiful frequency like 528 or 639 or 741 that is like an it elicits an emotion in you and so in nature all the vibrations that are coming from the nature natural world are in harmony with our human body there are complicated random patterns which elicit these emotions. And so you're literally being bathed in the frequency of nature. You're being bathed in the sounds, the visuals, and the body stuff of nature. And so they say if you want to relax and stuff, go outside. But if you live in the city or you live in the suburbs like I do, or you have a life where you're not outside all of the time, you just can't leave your leave your desk job and sit outside, what are some of the things that you can do to help? So I've been watching people and and looking at folks over time, and I'm like, there's a lot of folks, I think we have an epidemic of loneliness, I think we, which, you know, you can say we don't all gather together at the same river to wash our clothes against the rocks, and while it's nice to have our own washing machines, we don't see each other in that way, we don't rely on each other in that way, everybody has their own tools in their garage in the in the Western society that I live in. So you don't even have to go to your neighbor to borrow something to do. Um, We live in a, in, in a behind fences, some of our communities. So you don't even see your neighbors. I mean, I, our fence had to get fixed. And so the neighbors right next to their, the fence was down for a couple of weeks. And I was like, Oh my gosh, they're like right there. Like, Without the fence there, they were on their back porch. We were on our back porch. I talked to my neighbors more in all of these years during that two-week period because we were always basically sharing a backyard space. And then that fence went back up and it was like, I haven't seen them since. <laughs> I'm sure they're over there, right? I guess I'd have to, you know, you know, stand on a rock and peek over the fence. But we have those types of things. And, of course, if you're in a job, anyway, you get the point. The point is this, if we are living in these artificial environments, what are some of the things that may be happening to us over time? Keep in mind, we are not very long into having electricity. And there are accounts of people in the early 1900s when electricity started to go into buildings, they got sick, they felt an illness from the electricity coursing through the walls. Have we gotten used to it? Do we just not know that, you know, are we, we don't even know if we're putting up with feeling less good than we could because if we're just in the 
electricity all the time from birth, we don't know any differently. So there's all sorts of things that got introduced. Plastics didn't get introduced into the world until, I don't know, I'm going to say the 1960s, but look it up. Don't don't quote, don't quote, don't quote me on that. But it was definitely in the 1900s that plastics came came about. And of course, those have different chemical components in them. So this modern, and then of course, what we have in our food and all this, all this is different is what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that there aren't things that aren't better. Like, again, I love the fact that I don't have to worry about food. This is a, I I turn on the faucet and clean water comes out. I really appreciate these things. I often appreciate these things. I appreciate my house just about every day. I love where I live and I feel so grateful to have this roof over my head and, and these things. But in this podcast, I want to invite you to experiment with your natural environment. For example, when I realized that there was no changing of light in my home office, I went and got, I don't don't know why we have it. Um, I don't know. It's like a little disco ball that does like random light patterns just to turn it on and see how I felt. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's different just to have that around. And the difference in my ability to be creative or to be to be stimulated, then I turned that off. Then I started playing with, I play with frequency music um, to, to bathe within frequency. And then I started realizing that when the, it's wintertime and I have the fireplace on, and I have a gas fireplace, so just flip the switch and I feel very, I just love it. I feel very blessed to have it. That dancing of the fire in the background, there's some visual, random visual changes. And then I thought, well, gosh, in the summertime, what do they have? You know, what kinds of, they have all sorts of things. You can get, I don't know, lava lamps and and stuff like that. Sometimes I'll put on my iPad next to me a fireplace that crackles. My, My point is this, is that I have noticed that if I'm feeling out of touch with my intuition or if I'm feeling like I need to be in a different mode than I'm in, like an active mode versus a sitting back mode, or if I want to be in a sitting back mode versus an overactive mode, those types of things. I've started to look at my environment around me and say, okay, can I get outside? If I can't get outside or don't want to get outside, or I'm honestly not inspired to get outside, is there a change I can make in my environment indoors that is a supportive change right now and it's amazing to me how much, I mean, going, if, if the LED light bulbs are bothering you, going back to halogens, changing the quality of light in your room, or getting a light that moves, getting, put, lighting a candle, or getting, they even have fake candles now that look like movement, to think about how the natural world helps you. Now, Sometimes people are very much wanting to be in a situation where there's no movement at all, right? They don't want any changes in temperature, sound, everything to pay attention to that too and say, okay, I want to be in a time of stillness. I want to be like almost under the covers and be in a place of no stimulus. The other thing too is to think about if you are, if your nervous system is like on the edge, if you are on the edge of not being able to handle anything, you might find that going outside is overwhelming, right? So 
you might find that it changes in temperature, changes in visual, changes in even the energy around you, even though they might be natural positive changes is too much because you just can't handle one more, one more thing. In, in those cases, it can become this question of, is it good for me? Am I being called to sit outside, feel the uncomfortableness of the initial change? the stimulus of the outside, but to stay there, even just to say five minutes, I'm going to just put my timer on for five minutes and see if within five minutes I feel better because it's the change of stimulus from one to the other. That might be a hurdle you have to sort of get over, but then you might find that recalibrating to that natural stuff soothes your nervous system and doesn't feel overwhelming. But the idea of going into it feels overwhelming. But the reality is that it soothes. And one of the greatest ways to pay attention to what works for you is honestly is to journal about it, is to literally write down what you notice about your life, what trends you're noticing, what seems to work for you at certain times, what doesn't seem to work for you. Our minds will are designed to create patterns so that we can, I mean, honestly, there's more air, there's more space between the molecules than there is physical space. I mean, the quantum physics has proven it. So our eyes, right, are putting together <laughs> shapes, right? We're, we're designed to create patterns is what I'm saying. And so our mind will go, oh, well, I always feel this way when I go outside. And the answer is really, really, really? Or I always feel this way when I don't go outside. Really, really, really? Or I always feel this way or I usually feel this way. And, and I would say, gently say to yourself, okay, let's prove it. Let's be curious. Let's prove it. Let me just start journaling this because I will know by actually looking at what actually goes on with me, what the real patterns are versus what I think they are or what they used to be in the past. Now, especially if, if you've had a major change and this could be like something really grief, a grief thing that has happened and you're moving through grief or have been through grief and you feel changed or a major epiphany where you feel enlightened and lighter and you feel changed or you have had a major clearing out of some old belief systems and you feel changed you might find that your your needs are and your needs and your desires and what works for you are slightly different now and so if you feel like wow I'm new then you get curious again well is there anything else that's changed what else has changed now that I'm new not just in my thoughts but in how I move through my environment the other thing, too, is to think about that there, one of the challenges if you live with other folks, whether you have kids or um, a spouse or roommates, is that people might be in different environmental needs at the same time. <laughs> what do you do about that? Well, you do the best you can, right? I always set the intent, highest good, highest good of all involved. And then you can start to ask for creative solutions. Say, okay, if I've got somebody who, who needs to be in a, in a place of like no movement and I feel better when the fireplace is going and I can be around that movement. What are some of the ways that we can both get our needs met? It's always interesting what ideas can come to you and how your intuition can speak to you when you assume that there is a solution. There has to be. If the universe is amazing and it is and all things that are in the highest good can be and they can be, right? I'm going to assume that there's a solution where we can both get our needs met. I just don't know what it is yet. And I'm going to be on the lookout for that versus it's impossible. 
there's no way I have to give in or they have to give in, right? So pay attention to how you are thinking about the possibility of cohabitating with others and, and say, gosh, is there a way, is there a way we could all live beautifully? Now, one of the things that um, is in important to know, and my intuition is speaking to me to say about this is this, Radical honesty for yourself as best as you can is really, really helpful. So you don't think I need to have the fireplace going. If you don't want to put it on, don't put it on. If you put it on and you feel better, well, that tells you that 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 in that moment is working. To be radically honest about saying, oh, I love being indoors or actually what would be best for me right now would be to take a walk. It doesn't have to be a, a huge walk. Even five minutes outside can help me reset and help me get clear, and help let in the intuition that's calling to me. One of the things that happens when you're living an intuitive life, or or striving to live an intuitive life, is the fact that intuition is timely, and it's speaking to you, it's working on reaching you all all the time, and sometimes it's like cars on the train track they're connected by a connector and sometimes you're like trying to get to the next part of your day or trying to make a decision and there's just this little connective part a little shift in your perspective a little shift in what you're how you're perceiving things a little shift in energy a little shift in emotion a little shift of some kind that brings in a piece of intuitive information that helps you and a lot of times you think you're making the same decision, but you're making the same decision from a new place, a new, a slightly new perspective, and that can make all the difference. Even though it seems like it's the same decision, it's from a different perspective. It's And it sets you on a completely more right for you trajectory. And so when you're in that place where you're stuck and you can say, I need a connective thing, again, it could be as simple as, right? Um, putting a stone in your hand and, f- and just feeling the stone for a moment. So getting some sensory, some sensory change, it could be taking a small walk. And what I'm not mentioning is turning on the screens. If you notice, I didn't say turning on your phone and scrolling. Uh, I love a good scroll. And sometimes I will be flat out honest and say, Sometimes a doom scroll is also good for me because it shakes for me. Sometimes it'll shake me out of my pity party and be like, I'm okay. I'm okay. (laughs) Right. But for the most part, um, what happens when you're scrolling is you're getting a ton of input. And sometimes your intuition for sure is guiding you to go on the internet. I've gotten so many ideas and things because something on the internet sparked me and gave me an idea that helped me piece together what I was being guided to, what my intuition was guiding me to. But so many times I'll get on there just because I need that connective part from one train um, car to the other train car. And the phone is so easy to pick up. Okay. It's so easy to pick up. And so what I've done is I've said, I need a connector. That doesn't mean I need the phone. So instead of saying, oh, I need to pick up the phone. No, no, I need a connector. I need that little piece between between my train cars. What's it going to be? Well, right now it's the dog barking right? That sh- boom, shook me up. If you can hear it and you hear my dog barking, it changed things up for me. Ooh, little, oh, what's, I don't know. What's he, what's he barking about? Now I'm looking out the window. What's going on out there? Well, it's garbage day. Is that what's happening? Just that. Now my brain is moving in a new way without having to pick up the phone. So things like 
just turning on the fireplace and looking into that for five minutes. That could be your phone. That could be your phone. Now, again, I love technology. Oh, we've got <laughs> somebody's taking a walk. <laughs> just like I've done. That's what's happening out front. That's what the dog is barking about. So again, I'm I I I believe in putting all things in this beautiful neutrality and saying technology is not good or bad. Other things aren't good or bad because when we don't vilify it, they become options for us. So our intuition can say, yeah, turn on the phone when it feels right for you. But it can also say, turn on something else when that feels right for you. Like all things being equal, what are you being called to? Okay. So, so there's that. But, and also some of my ideas that I'm presenting are technological, technology ideas, right, for putting lights and things into your room. So to go back and say, because I like to keep these podcasts short so you feel like you can, and you can, like, fit them in in your day. Think about the natural world. Think about your environment and say, wouldn't it be interesting, if you like this idea, that there are ways that you can infuse your environment or, or, or add things to your current environment that help you stay in your flow, that help you stay in your flow of being active or being less active or being inspired or being in a place of reflection or integration that helps you flow through your moods and through your different intuitive stages so that your life is easier and feels better and is more fun or more soothing or more calm, just feels more right for you, whether you're indoors or out. Yes! And so it is. 